Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word for, oh, about 12 or 13 minutes each day, and in that way, keep us focused on our spiritual lives, on our relationship with God, and also to keep us growing in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, as we become more tuned in in our spiritual lives, and as our faith grows stronger, then we're going to be better able to deal with whatever we might have to face each day. And that's so important. If we can look at whatever the day throws at us from a spiritual perspective, we'll be better able to handle it and to move forward in a positive way and to keep a positive mindset. You know people in your life, I can pretty much guarantee you, who need to change their thinking, their focus, need to turn their lives around. And you may help them do so by sharing these short studies with them. There are people in your life, almost assuredly, who need to focus their lives on their relationship with God, on their spiritual needs. Share these short studies with them. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe some other technological means. But share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. You may help somebody get to heaven. Think about how, what a blessing you can be to them by sharing these short studies. We're going to continue talking about a reality in the life of people in general. And probably you have felt this at some point in your life, and maybe repeatedly, for short periods of time at least. But all of us deal with depression in some way or another. Most of us, it's just kind of what we call the Monday morning blahs. But it might happen on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, or Sunday even. It might happen. And, and we're just talking about a temporary period of sinking into a depression. And it's, it's emotional, pretty much. Kind of surface level. And so we feel kind of down in the dumps for oh, maybe part of a day or, or a day or two, and then we get to feeling better. Now, there's such a thing as clinical depression that is very different, and that's not just like Monday morning blahs. That is truly a physical medical disorder where the brain is not firing properly and chemical balances off and all of that and and you know the brain is a really complex organ and and so that really pretty much needs to be addressed medically with some medication to help the person come out of that and that's going to be probably an ongoing struggle or battle or at least point of emphasis in their lives for the rest of their lives. But most of us do not experience that. It's more, like I say, temporary dropping into a state of doldrums, so to speak, and, and we, then we come out of that. Well, what about your spiritual life? Are you in spiritual blahs right now? Is your spiritual focus kind of eh, in the doldrums? Have you, are you experiencing what we might call Monday morning blahs spiritually? We were looking at the Apostle Paul's second letter to Timothy. He addresses that letter again to Timothy, a beloved son. When he wrote his first letter to Timothy, he, wrote, he, he addressed that similarly. To Timothy, a true son in the faith. 
And so he's talking about from a spiritual perspective. Paul kind of took a father-son relationship with young Timothy. And Timothy worked with him. I've, I've, as I pointed out, I've kind of thought of Timothy and Titus as kind of Paul's right and left-hand men in the work of spreading the gospel and helping establish congregations and then strengthen congregations after they had been established. So Paul had a very close relationship with both of these men, and, and perhaps Timothy a little bit more so than with Titus. But both of them were very important to Paul. And so Paul writes this second letter to Timothy while Paul was incarcerated under Roman custody for the second time. Now the first time, and that would go back into the book of Acts, the closing chapters there, Paul was released after that incarceration. This time, he seems, as he writes this second letter to Timothy, he seems to expect that he is on the verge of being executed. He's not going to be released. He's going to be put to death. Now, we might say, why, if you have not been studying through the New Testament before? Simply because he was a Christian simply because he was out there as a gospel preacher and an inspired apostle of Jesus Christ teaching the gospel, leading people to Christ, teaching them the ways of Christianity. And so he was about to be put to death, it would seem. Well, he addresses this second letter to Timothy, and we, we looked at, at verse, uh, beginning with verse 6 last time. And I want to read a little further in this first chapter. I don't know that I'd ever picked up on this before, thought about it from this particular perspective. But maybe Paul was actually addressing something that he was detecting in the spiritual life of his young spiritual son, Timothy. And maybe that was that Timothy seemed to be kind of falling into a state of spiritual depression or kind of in a spiritual doldrums, so to speak. Maybe his enthusiasm was waning somewhat. So in verse 6, he says, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. He's talking about a spiritual gift that Paul had passed on to him as an apostle, had passed on to Timothy as he worked with him in spreading the gospel. A spiritual gift that that we can read about in First Thessalonians. I'm sorry, in First Corinthians, chapters 12 and 13, and this was something that that the apostles had the ability to pass on to Christians in the first century, at least for a period of time, until the New Testament was completed. And after that point, I believe we're to understand from First Corinthians, chapter 13, and the closing verses in that chapter, then those miraculous gifts gifts of the spirit, so to speak, would come to an end because the word will have been, would have been written down and completed. But Paul reminds Timothy to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying out of my hands. And when we look at that word in the Greek that is translated here in English as stir up, it means more literally to rekindle, to rekindle. Again, maybe Paul was seeing something in Timothy's spiritual life that caused him concern, that, that maybe he was, you know, uh, just kind of down. The Monday morning blahs, maybe on an extended basis, on a spiritual level. 
It also means inflame one's mind, strength, zeal. Well, maybe the fires of Timothy's enthusiasm for preaching and teaching the gospel and doing the work of an evangelist, maybe they were kind of flickering and waning somewhat. And so Paul tells him, hey, get the poker out and stir up the fire. Maybe add some wood. Make it burn more brightly. Now, Timothy had not become unfaithful. He had not left God or Christ, but maybe he was just kind of uh, not really addressing things in the aggressive way that he needed to in in teaching the word. Paul goes on, and again, I, I pointed out that perhaps Timothy was suffering from being away from his mentor, his spiritual father, Paul, because Paul was in prison. And so he was kind of a mentor to Timothy. They worked side by side very closely together for a number of years. And maybe Timothy was feeling the effects of not being able to be there with Paul on that same consistent spiritual basis. In the the next verse, uh, Paul says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Well, is he just simply telling Timothy something that, that he is supposed to relate on a general basis to everybody he teaches as a Christian? Or is he really addressing something that he detects in Timothy? Are you being fearful? Are, are you feeling like you're weak and, and that you don't have any power? He says, God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Maybe Timothy had stopped teaching as aggressively and consistently as he had been when he had been able to be with Paul side by side for so long. And so Paul says, share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Paul was the one in jail, but he says, Timothy, tells Timothy, share with me according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Ah, He's reminding Timothy, remember who you are. Remember where you, come, where you came from. In verse 11, he says, To which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. I'm in jail. I may be executed. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day, the final day of judgment, when the Lord comes again. And so maybe the sense of what he's trying to say here is, Timothy, don't you be ashamed of who you are? Don't you live in such a way? Don't you kind of withdraw and let the devil have his way with you as far as pulling you back or convincing you or influencing you to pull back from your aggressively teaching the gospel on a continual basis. Don't let that happen. Don't don't give any appearance of being ashamed of the gospel. In verse 13, 
he goes on and says, hold fast the pattern of words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Our time is running short today, so we're going to stop here and pick up along this line next time. Think about what Paul is saying to Timothy here. Does this apply to you right now? Are you in the spiritual doldrums? Have you become more complacent in your spiritual life because of what you're going through right now? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word to guide us in your will and to shake us up when we need to be shaken up, to kind of bring us back to our senses and and rekindle the fire as we learn anew your will for our lives. Help us to be active. Help us to be, Father, fervent in our dedication, in our faith, in our work, in your kingdom, spreading the gospel. Help us to be on fire spiritually. Please guide us in this and help us thereby to be a good, positive influence on those around us for their spiritual goods. Please be merciful and gracious with us, Father, and please forgive us. Please hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Christ's name, amen.